Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, Real Presence Radio. Father Craig Holkalter, principal of Trinity Junior High High School, co-hosting this morning in the sixth week of Easter. Thursday, May 26th, with Mrs. Amanda Etherkamp, clinical counselor here at the same school I work at. Mrs. Etherkamp, good morning. Good morning, Father. How are you? We've been scheduled to co-host. I think this is like the fourth date uh, that we've been scheduled to. And because of your life and my life and sometimes the craze that happens in our lives, we haven't actually had the privilege or the, the, the pleasure of co-hosting. So it's good. Yes. The fifth time's the charm. Finally <laughs> got it together right. to get our schedules. It's so good. We, uh, it's just good to be here. We, um, for those of you that don't know, Trinity graduated uh, a couple of weeks ago and school ended May 18th. So both Mrs. Etherkamp and myself have significantly less scheduling uh, craze in our lives, and the school is kind of quiet this it morning, is so isn't quiet. it? so quiet. I was just thinking that as we were sitting here. Like I, I miss the kids waving as they go by, and yeah. It's, Usually it's, it's really fun to see the kids, because it's kind of a live studio, right here, kind of in the main hallway here, kind of a main artery of the school building, and so you have this kind of like welcome distraction, but we don't have that this morning. We just have our guests. Yeah. As as good as they may be, or not so good. And speaking of not so good, Father Bill Wells with us this morning. I'll try to be a welcome distraction. Yes, I was working on distracting. That, that be great. I was working on that segue for like four minutes, and it finally reached its climax. Um, Father Well, before we get to you, we have we have a lot to talk about regarding uh, the Catholic Academy, which um, is launched and will be active here in the fall. Um, Mrs. Otherkamp and I really want to dive into that topic, what what that even means um, for the parishes in Dickinson, North Dakota, and the Diocese of Bismarck. But before we do that, let's just take a minute to pause and offer the show and the day to our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you our works, prayers, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart. In union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, and reparation for our sins. For the intentions of all of our relatives and friends, and in particular today, for the intentions of our Holy Father, Pope Francis. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Father Well, uh, pastor of Church of St. Patrick here in, in Dickinson, and also hosts Real Presence Radio. Um, very close to, to hosting radio shows, and very comfortable on air. Father... Um, you know, Mrs. Etherkamp and I both um, are are in education, and and this is certainly uh, the teaching office of the church. Um, so, before I misspeak, let, just kind of give us what is the Catholic Academy and what does that mean uh, for Dickinson? The Catholic Academy is our uh, cooperative effort to do parents first faith formation in the city of Dickinson. So cooperative means all four parishes together uh, doing the faith formation program as one big group. 
parents first means we're moving away from the usual model of CCD, which is bring your kids on Wednesday night, drop them off, we'll take care of it and give them back to you after an hour. And we do that, you know, a couple dozen times throughout the year, moving away from that model to now we're actually putting parents in the classroom and we're teaching parents catechetical lessons in order to empower and equip them to live out their God-given mission to be the primary educators of their own children in the Catholic faith. I, I like that you said that right away. And, you know, Mrs. Ellerkamp probably has, um, I mean, she was, she was a teacher in the classroom of, of religion in uh, Catholic schools for years, a, a decade plus. Um, but but it really isn't so much, I think a part of me, Mrs. Ellerkamp, you know, you know, Amanda, maybe you want to provide your insight. Some may say this is like a development of the CCD model, but it really is a different, you, you use the phrase moving away from the model of CCD, typical, you know, kind of a regular mainstream Wednesday night. Um, student comes, child comes to the parish, mom or dad is at home, so they're separated there. This is not a development. This is really a different model and I think comes with a lot of promise. I, I mean, it sounds great. Say, say, make, you know, make your point further, Father, with that, that it's a different model. Yeah, it sounds great to us priests, too. I hope that our <laughs> families will also find it great as we go along with it. I should say that um, the, the kids are still involved, but we're putting parents first. And parents mm-hmm. first means that the parents are the ones who are receiving instruction classroom lessons uh the their kids will also come with them on wednesday nights and for the kids it will be uh not so much classroom based but activity based kids will be doing uh adoration confession praying the rosary stations of the cross experiential things Mm -hmm. that we can take them by the hand and guide them through it Uh, as far as is this a development of ccd or is this something new Uh, Our view on this is that we are actually trying to create a program that is more in line with what the church actually teaches about this. So if you read all kinds of different church documents, papal encyclicals, anything having to do with what does the church teach about catechesis, you find a lot of this language of, as a theological principle... Parents are the first educators of their children. And the problem that we identified with the the usual CCD model is that parents, by and large, get set aside. Uh Drop your kids off. We'll take care of it. What we're moving to now is telling parents, we believe in you. We think you're capable of living this mission that, that the church teaches you have. And we're going to help you do that by educating you and by creating a scenario where you can bring your kid along and uh, grow in your faith together. So in that sense, I think you're right. It's not really a development of CCD at all. It's, it's starting from, we're not so sure CCD is really the best reflection of what the church actually teaches about how to go about this let's try to get closer to what the church actually says we should do yeah there's so many great um advantages that i'm seeing just as you're talking about that of bringing families together in their in their faith formation you know educating parents and it, it really 
putting the parents first. I love that parents first uh, mentality of this whole program because it is very countercultural, right? We look at a lot of things in our culture right now and we think, you know, parents are being told, let your kids decide and, and, and do this. And you don't really know what's going on. Let us be the experts in your life. And the church is saying, no, you have that duty and that right as a parent. And I just love that model, too, of empowering parents in that, not just like, hey, go figure it out. You know, we believe in you. But giving them the tools to do that, I think, is a really powerful testimony to the view that, you know, the church has of, that God has of the family, you know, and the role that parents play in educating their children. Absolutely. Well said. And we don't want to be experts. We want to be guides. Yes. You know, we want the parents to be the the ones who model faith for their children because they they are automatically. You can drop your child off for CCD and it's 25 hours a year, whatever it is, that's going to have a very limited influence. Who has the most influence on your kids? You. Mm-hmm. And so we want to acknowledge that and uh, empower parents to use that influence to the maximum benefit when it comes to faith. I think all of us too, you know, Amanda and Father, I think all of us could throw around, you know, your, your, the Latin titles of, of <laughs> pontifical documents on education, um, parish faith formation, or, or your, your structured Catholic schools, uh, because all of us have, you know, are, are in that work, the apostolic work of the, of the church. But just alone, you know, I don't think we need to do that just for the sake of what the church teaches, that, that foundational principle of parents are the first and primary teachers, formators of their mm-hmm. children. Um, you know, and in a certain level, by way of a certain perspective, uh, the mainstream CCD model, you know, moves away from that initially because the parents, the parents leave and, um, you know, it's just, it's just the, the child along with, you know, your volunteer CCD teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, Father, where, um, where do you think, at least in America, you know, where did that go off? You know, where did we move away from that, that foundational principle? I mean, just because, the, you know, if you take all names out of it and, you know, you bring a stranger to a Wednesday night at a parish... That's just not happening. You know, parents are driving away or they stay in their car and they're, you know, they're making phone calls. They're being parents, they're being moms, they're being dads, but they're not the first and primary educators of their children. You know, where do you think that happened? Was it a, an idea that kind of ran with itself? Do you think it kind of got, you know, divorced from what it wanted to be in its concept or? My understanding of where CCD... Because it's so popular. Sorry to cut you off. It's so popular. It is. Um, My understanding of where CCD came from in the first place is that it was... A sort of a substitute for a Catholic school, uh, you know, going back however long ago, a, a century or more in the United States, at least, uh, what parishes were up to all over the place was you build a school. That's kind of the first thing you do when you establish a parish. And of course, part of that school uh, is uh, faith formation, religious mm-hmm. education. But as time goes on, not every Catholic family is part of that Catholic school. And they still need something, and, and their kids still need to learn the catechism, etc. And so CCD emerges as a way to supply that. It's sort of a, a, an hour-a-week version of a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. That, that's my best understanding of how CCD emerged. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
the way we typically experience it now, as you were just describing, Father Holcalter, is, uh, gosh, we we looked at that and tried to be as honest as we could be and and said, we think this is mostly based on convenience. We think this is mostly based on being able to at least have something. You can get those volunteers into the classroom and have them read from the book, and you can have parents drop their kids off, and you know at least we have something. We try to be really honest about that in our assessment and say, we think that we're not doing this because we think it's the best thing or because it's highly effective. Mm-hmm. We do it because we can keep it going and at least we have something. Mm-hmm. Once we got honest about that, it became a lot easier to say, maybe we should try something else. Yeah, you know, I, um, speaking of we, you're referring to um, the, the, you along with the three other pastors in the city yes. of Dickinson. So there are four parishes. For our listeners, it's good to know kind of the context. There's four parishes in the community of Dickinson. Um, and, and significantly, I mean, I think there's there's just there, there's a there's a noticeable Catholic population. I mean, Dickinson's mm-hmm. twenty to twenty five thousand, perhaps. Um, you know, as a, as of like a twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty two census, and so four parishes of um, noticeable size, at least for the diocese of Bismarck. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Amanda, you made this point. It's like, um, you know, putting putting really equipping our parents. I want to return to this. I want to go back to the nuts and bolts of it after the break, Father. But Amanda, in your work of, you know, counseling and offering mental health resources to, you know, children 12 to 18 years old in junior high and high school, you're seeing this all the time, right? Because you, everything you do, you in in your work, you want parents support. You want parents Mm -hmm. as a partner, as a teammate, not as a spectator. No, yeah, and I was just thinking as as Father Bell was talking too of not only my work, my newer work as a counselor, but in the in the teaching world, you know, of hearing parents say, "Oh my gosh, my kids are coming home with this," and I've been Catholic my whole life, for example, and I I never heard about this, and just the impact that this could have on educating, you know, the whole person, as we talk about here at at Trinity, of you know, it, it has to be both end, you know, there has to be this comprehensive approach. Uh, to the faith in that one hour a week or even the hour a day in the classroom, you know, for our, our Catholic school students is not enough. You know, it needs to be something that's part of our whole life. And to give parents the tools to do that, I think, is a really, really powerful thing. And it's exciting to think about um, the fruits that are going to come from that. That's exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, we are coming up on a break here, listeners. This is Amanda Ellerkamp along with Father Craig Holcalter. We're visiting with Father Bill Royal. Live from Trinity Junior High and High School in Dickinson, North Dakota. Stay with us. We will be right back to keep talking about the Catholic Academy coming up here in Dickinson. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. 
Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio. Father Craig Holcalter co-hosting with uh, Mrs. Amanda Ellerkamp uh, from Trinity Junior High High School. Here in the western part of the Diocese of Bismarck, we're speaking with Father Buell, the uh, pastor of the Church of St. Patrick. We're on the topic of the Catholic Academy, uh, which will be uh, coming fall of 2022, uh, a new model, uh, a brand new model, uh, which has had a lot of work put into it on many levels. And I want to get to that, Amanda, with Father Buell here. Uh, but it will supply the, um, the parish faith formation, teaching parents right from the mouths of priests, from pastors, and encouraging, empowering, and equipping uh, those parents to teach the Catholic faith to their children. Uh, Father, so tell us, what, what, <laughs> what miles, you're a runner, I know that, so I'm going to use the <laughs> metaphor, what miles did you run, along with the other three pastors, right? It was really you four, kind of as the, the pastors, the governors, but really the workmen in this. You, 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 know, you crafted and designed this all the way up to meeting with Bishop Kagan of the Diocese of Bismarck, getting his approval and, you know, like his un, un mm-hmm. you know, un, un, um, unwavering support. So talk to us about the work, because I know this started not last week, but months ago. This whole process has been an ultra marathon <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, it really began uh, back in 2020. And uh, as we were dealing with the experience of COVID and shutting everything down and people staying home and all that stuff, uh, we also began to look at the way we were doing faith formation. I should say that, that that doesn't mean we came up with this as some kind of a response to COVID. Now we have to do everything at home and you know make the best mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. But we did take that moment as an opportunity to make a change that we had already been thinking about. Okay. And so in 2020, all four of us parishes in Dickinson began implementing 
uh, parents' first model of family faith formation, each in our own slightly different way. We tried different things. We shared experiences. We we talked about uh, what works and what doesn't. At St. Pat's, my parish, uh, what we moved to was this model, basically. One week in a given month, we have parent night. The parents come. I, as the pastor, teach them a lesson. And it's all just based on the catechism. And so... Uh, this year, for instance, was the sacraments year. We just go through all seven sacraments, talk about the the main points of, of each one from the catechism. That's the monthly parent lesson. In addition to that, there's monthly family night. Parents and kids come together and, and we do things together. Uh, probably the most popular thing we do on, on family nights is the quiz game show. We do like Jeopardy of, of catechism questions and everybody tries to see if they know more than I do. Uh, there, there was a family who beat me one time. They go to a different parish now. I don't know if, you know, if that's connected or not. But, um, and so now I'm the champion because the smart people went somewhere else. <laughs> Until next fall. Until next fall. There's always somebody smarter than me. And so, and so we, uh, we did that for a couple of years. And as we were all doing that each in our own way, we began to discuss and develop could we do this together? Could we pool our resources? And so we came up with this vision for the Catholic Academy, which we developed under the guidance and supervision of Bishop Kagan uh, over the course of almost two years until we had it all refined enough that the bishop approved it for us and actually created the Catholic Academy. Uh, Bishop Kagan gave us the name he he's the one who decided this is called oh, okay. the catholic okay. academy uh, he's the one who who uh, has supported this the whole way and so um we we feel uh, very very blessed and very encouraged and supported in that sense as well uh and so as we were working on this we wanted to have some basic elements in place in this whole vision one is that we have priests teaching parents. That was huge for us. We looked at the CCD model and kind of concluded it's not quite right in a couple of respects. We're putting kids in the classroom with volunteer teachers at night in the middle of the week when they have you know they're tired, they're they're kind of done with school, you know. Who wants to go to more school on on Wednesday night, I, I understand that from a kid's point of view, uh, and so we put, we said, "Gosh, I think we're putting the wrong students in front of the wrong teachers," and that's what we're doing for faith formation. So we said, "Let's let's put the right students, the parents, in front of our most trained teachers, the priests," mm-hmm. and so that that's the key element. Uh, included with this is the understanding that we're having this one hour a month lesson for parents as a touchstone for for guidance and formation for them so that they would then be empowered to continue that work of passing faith on to their kids at home in the context of the whole rest of their life. And so there are resources. We were using uh, the Sophia Institute uh, Family of Faith series 
Wonderful. It, it's four year series that covers each each of the four pillars of the catechism is a year. Yeah. And so those materials go home and the parents are asked to take their kids through certain lessons and adapt it to their own needs and their own family schedule. And so that that's the other big element that that parents are really we want to yes encourage and empower them but also challenge them and say you guys really are up to this we we believe in you mm-hmm. uh, and we're not we're we're just not going to re- try to replace you anymore mm-hmm. we're we're going to stop saying drop your kids off we'll take care of it we're not the replacements we are the the f- the ones who help form and educate you so that you can do the same for your children you know, um, and I know you would have you would have smirked at this, Amanda. Um, that, that phrase, "the wrong students with the wrong teachers," the the right students with the right teachers are the most trained. Um, I mean, how many times do, are, I think we're most effective in in, in the line of school when uh, we have a child, you know, right in our office, and the best approach because we believe the whole student. Is would be a pastoral and spiritual approach that a priest like I could provide as principal, but also the expertise and the skill set of mental and emotional health that a man at other camp can provide to the student, and the force we can become when we work together. And you made that point, and I love that you made that point. Is that it's not so much replacing or getting rid of anything, but a matter of like let's, you know, you're teaching the parents so the parents can teach the child. Mm-hmm. And, and to work cl- more closely, because you're going to have that, that networking for the whole of that child's... I mean, think of the sacramental life alone, from baptism to First Holy Communion, First Confession, Confirmation. I mean, the church is set up in her sacramental life. I mean, right? Like, this is the institution of Jesus and the sacraments, and you're following that by way of teaching. Yes. That's what I love about this. Yeah, and I just... The collaboration in that. That's what I was thinking, too, is, Father Bill, as you were talking about parents knowing best of what works in their home and with their child. I mean, nobody knows them better than their parents of when is this going to work best for us to talk about whatever topic we need to integrate or, or we, we feel in, as a family we need in adapting that to, you know, is it a Saturday morning? Is it over dinner every night? Is it a Sunday afternoon? You know, being able to incorporate that and to empower parents to say, you know what works best. You know, we're, we're seeing... They're at school all day, and we probably don't have their rapt attention, you know, at 6 or 7 o'clock on a Wednesday night for an hour. You know, let, let us help you in this and partner in that you can sprinkle that throughout your day and throughout your week and how much more effective that is, you know, versus totally. a, a here and there. Absolutely. And you think about the power of, of that when, when it comes from mom and dad. Yeah. I can be your volunteer CCD teacher, and I can tell you about, say, prayer from a book and that doesn't mean nothing but if if you can go home and hear from mom and dad mom and dad tell me this is what it's like in my heart when i talk to god this is what prayer means to me that's that's another whole level mm-hmm. uh, of what of of what that means for a child this means something to mom and dad not just to the expert people that I get dropped off to a few hours a month. Well, I just think of that when you said that in the, in the, in the kind of the middle of part of the first segment, their father rule out of the, just the notion of time. Yeah. I mean, it's one hour a week on a Wednesday. I mean, anybody, you know, of course that's, we get, we're, we're blessed because we get them, you know, and even our afternoon teachers <laughs> offer their, their healthy complaints of like, can I get this in the morning? Cause I mean, you know, 12 to 18 year olds, they are, 
they're on par like like nine to one, you know. And so, uh, and certainly we lengthen that with a school aid, but then you're getting um, six to seven, seven to eight on a Wednesday night. Uh, I mean, the effectiveness of that teaching, you know, I mean, to your point, the wrong student and the wrong teacher, it's like, I just think that's so insightful of you. And having said that, I don't want to accidentally say that we are simply dismissing all of those wonderful volunteer season yes, teachers. Yes. Uh, they, they're giving themselves because they yes. really are sincere about mm-hmm. this. And so... We still have a place for all of them as part of the team uh, of coordination and communication and all of the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes into making this happen. We're just not asking them to to be teachers in a makeshift classroom. Well, and even the, even I remember in my first few years of priesthood, you know, and maybe it's not so much anymore just because of my role here, but those first few years, I remember the, the amount of requests I'd get from CCD teachers Hey, Father Hochalter, please, you know, I mean, they would just beam when I'd be able to come and be a guest speaker or talk about this or that and work alongside of them. So, I mean, I think any, you know, CC teacher in, in his or her right mind would welcome, I mean, welcome this, right, Amanda? I mean, think about it. It's, you have this highly trained, this is a man that has gone to school for how many years? And and you hear him on Sundays, but again, that's only, you know, one hour a week if you do go to Sunday Mass. And a seven to ten minute homily, it's... There's so much goodness in this, so I, I'm so thankful for, yeah, for the work of the pastors. Yeah, I was thinking, too, of just that, for for you, Father, to have more more touch points with your parishioners. Uh, that's, I mean, right. that's an, another uh, advantage to Absolutely, this and not only me, but all of the priests. We're bringing everybody together in one place, and all of the priests in town are taking turns teaching them. And mm-hmm. so we all get to be in touch with all of the Catholics in town, and they all get the benefit of receiving teaching, teaching from all of the priests. We get to be one big family. Father, uh, our prayers are with you. Total support from Real Presence. So we, we're excited to see where the Catholic Academy goes. Thanks for your time this morning. Busy Thursday morning. We appreciate it and all of your insights. Uh, up next, um, unpacking uh, the whole reality of instilling Catholic values and teaching into high school athletics. We're bringing on a coach from this high school, a great coach. In the next segment, uh, don't, don't turn that dial. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 